Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GT Podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bolo here's a performer. Mm. And Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on Drag, Drag Race, Race UK Season 3. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling the GT. Clank. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Welcome Every- back to welcome the... Back. Second episode of Drag Race Rookay. And today we have a more positive, loving energy for the whole world, don't we? In contrast to last time. <laughs> but I really and enjoyed last we time. We were tired. We were about? grumpy. We were hungry. We were all the dwarves. Um, I. We were gassy. I don't... Okay, Eureka. <laughs> gassy, bouncy. Um, I have no qualms with the last one. I actually listened to it back as I always do for quality control and um, I enjoyed the edge we had. <laughs> Edge. It was edgy, it was high fashion, was you know, living over the years, we were risque. We were pretty, edgy pretty lords. <laughs> Two things I want to bring up. One, um, I want to say thank you to Joey Daniel. Joey Daniel um, sent us a message on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, Dutch guy, he loves the podcast. I mean, who doesn't? Thank you very much. Um, and he wanted to explain why Vivaldi's verse said, I have respect for Corona. Because mm-hmm. you know how like we were wondering why she's saying, I have respect for Corona uh-huh. in a rap. And then we started saying, next thing she's going to talk about is laundry powder. <laughs> this is my favorite laundry powder. I am walking down the street. My favorite color is red. Curtains. <laughs> beach towels. Observations. <laughs> <Yeah>. Nouns. <laughs> Nouns. Nouns. So, staples. So I was like, why is she talking about coronavirus in a rap? And mm-hmm. so the, the reason is um, La Femke Louise yeah. was on a talk show saying, I, ha- I really have respect for Corona, but I don't understand these tough measurements for which she got highly criticized. Uh-huh. So that's what it was. It was so, so it was kind of like her bringing in that comment along with, alongside the whole, I've got illegally on my phone. Mm-hmm. And then Vivaldi, Vivaldi-fied, bringing you tits and whatever. So thank you tits. very much, Joey, for that. We I, also I had- would also like to give a shout out to our correspondent in the field in the Netherlands, Jan, who also confirmed that for me by Instagram. Oh, yes? Yeah, yeah. Separately. Great minds. Great minds. Great minds. <laughs> yeah. Joey and Jan. Joey and Jan. Apparently, it bred a lot of memes in um, in the Netherlands. Bread. Be careful with your choice. Be careful with your choice of words here, Tom. This is uh, this is it's a family friendly show. We got Deborah Kaufman. I hope I'm saying that right. It's fan of the podcast from San Francisco, USA. Where the look does matter. No, apparently it doesn't. Her new mahogany came back and said it does. Thank you. You know she's actually active in politics now. She's amazing. Isn't she? A politician. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's an actual politician. I'd have to check what her actual role is, but she's very active, vocal, politically active queen. Like, amazing. Deborah was um, saying that there's a show in New Zealand. Um, I wonder if my friend knows about it. My friends there know about it. It's called My Life is Murder, mm-hmm. and it stars Lucy Lawless. Oh, and yeah. Electra is in there. Electra turns out to be Keita's murderer. They play two drag queens, of course. <laughs> um, so Deborah was just leading, uh, letting us know about that. Sounds that sounds cool. Saying, um, so they're from, she's from USA, um, San Fran, letting us know about their great podcast. And even though they don't agree with the opinions, which we don't mind, they still love It's a Fun Listen anyway. Well, good. You know, we're, we're not, well, we're not, you know, we don't always speak facts. Why did you stutter? Because we do always speak facts. <laughs> Tom, just be honest. If you don't agree with our opinions, you're wrong. Not I, was, us. I, was, I was just thinking, like, what, what can I say here that's like really modest and reasonable? And it's like, no, 
I'm sorry. Yeah. No, of course, of course. We we That's you know. really condescending. <laughs> we so have... apparently we're just sailing through, Deborah. Is that what you say? We're just sailing <laughs> through this conversation sailing through this podcast, not really doing anything. <laughs> no, we love it and like, yeah, of course. It's that's the beauty of drag race. It's a breeding ground for opinions. Tom respectful opinions, I hope. No, I'm gonna have to stop talking about breeding. Yeah. Mm. Tom, how how long? <laughs> it's been a while. Tom just just it's yeah. been several years in the desert down there. No, so everyone, thank you very much for all of these messages. I really do love the communications. Mm. What I love even more uh, reviews. We love it. Or just ways of getting us up there to a bigger crowd. Tell a friend about us. Share the podcast around, especially if you're in the UK. Um, and we'll be reviewing this. Um, just spread the word about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more people that can um, you know, be educated about what is right. <laughs> yes. We just, you know, we're just here to tell you how to think. It's a platform for truth. Yeah. Let's face it. Yeah. yeah. We are always right. So. Do you know why I'm in a noticeably better mood today? You've had wine. I've had wine. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not have wine last time? No. I was on call. Um, do you know what I learned? I want to say something that I learned this week, which I thought that you were lying about, mm-hmm. but apparently it's not. And I want people to confirm it from for me who live outside of the UK. So. If a workman comes over to do any work inside your house... For example, plumber, electrician... You're supposed to offer them a cup of tea. Standard. Now, that is not a thing in New Zealand. That is not a thing anywhere. And I thought that you were joking. So I'm trying no. to get some work done and they're not... Deadly re- serious. And I'm from the same company who came last time. I'm trying to get some more work done and they are not... They're ghosting me. They're ghosting me. A plumbing company is ghosting me. Oh, I wasn't mean, it the glazing company, actually? Well, same thing, Tom. Can no, you know? I'm like, not an orthodontist. I don't know these <laughs> things, Tom. I'm not a magician. I don't, come on. The thing, the thing is, in the UK, the most basic and universal way we have of showing hospitality is to offer somebody a cup of tea or coffee as soon as they step in through the door, basically. In our house, you may be offered a cocktail, but tea or coffee is the basic, you know? I am more likely to offer a workman a cocktail than a coffee or tea, but that is not a thing. Go and off. I thought that you were joking. And then I was watching something on um, Instagram story yeah. and someone was saying that people that don't offer workmen a cuppa um, are scum. It was contrasted with kind of like, they were like, oh, people who, people who are bad. And it was like bullies now like oh i think they're just insecure you know they're probably good people deep down thieves oh it's probably the only life they've ever known it's um we should probably shout out who it actually was but it was, it was a funny meme you know probably the only life they've ever known they're probably from traumatic backgrounds and then it was like people don't offer work when a cup of tea scum <laughs> just scum it's it's just like it's the it's the it's the basics yeah it's the basics of hospitality in the uk well yeah well, it, do you think it's a bit risky Offering people a cuppa in the house. In my mind, just... <laughs> in case, what, they could like throw it in my face or something? Well, you, you know, that's that's how every, not that I watch it, but how every uh, porn starts, Tom. Would you like uh, a cuppa? A cuppa? Would you like milk with that? Wink, wink. I mean, I mean, the, the, the options are endless. Was, was that an innuendo? No, no. It was lost on me. No. Isn't it? Isn't it a bit more like? Oh, I'm sorry. I I don't have anything to pay you with. What could I possibly do to repay? Oh, you, you don't take card. Oh, but well, would you take? A how, how, dot, else dot, dot? I, how else can I pay for this? <laughs> Look, it's just I don't. I just that's just not a thing. But I know now, and I it's you know it's, it's you culture. have a card machine, but I have no card. Can I offer you something else to fill your slot? <laughs> <laughs> that kind of thing. Let's move on. I've I've learned. I've grown. And I shall be offering a cuppa. 
more often. Good, good. Thank you. Thank you, my dear. Now, I think we should just get straight into the UK. How do we feel? What do we think about these this group so far? Let's just reflect on last week where I think that we were beautifully honest. Oh, yeah. And, I, and, I, and I'm here for it. Um, the cast is very young. I look, I'm, nothing that hasn't changed. I woke up today. I looked at the preview and I was like, the this is they've this not is, got any older in the past week apparently yeah, a week <laughs> well technically probably two days it's not uh, it's, it's a very young cast but okay i'm moving on from there what else um we also i mean it, it's a it is a great bunch of queens it's very fun filled we did comment on the lack of diversity not just in terms of age but also ethnicity but it is great that they have victoria representing the afab queens mm-hmm. um our, our attitude last week was kind of like it's one step forward, two steps back. So there's that lack of balance in the cast, but there is some some progress. So this critique isn't to the queen. This critique no, it's is not. to the producers yeah. and to the t- and, and they're probably listening to this podcast. So I hope that they're taking something from this because yeah. we're here to educate them as well as the children. <laughs> like we we are we equal opportunity. <laughs> it's like. I guess, like, I've got some faves who emerged for me from last week. Um, Victoria, mm-hmm. uh, Charitha. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am looking forward to the looks that Crystal's going to bring, but didn't necessarily get a huge sense of her personality. Okay. Um, there, and there's a bunch of really, really like Kitty Scott claws, even though she didn't really bring the looks. I liked her personality. Um, and there just seems there seems to be little pockets of talent in there as well. I really, really want to see like a girl group or musical challenge. I really think that they would be doing themselves a huge favor by having a girl group challenge or some kind of performance challenge very early on, definitely, and not waiting till later. Because like nine out of nine out of ten said, "I'm a singer, I'm a dancer, I'm a performer." Mm-hmm. So okay, you you have this large talent of performers. Let's make something. I mean, for me, as someone who works creatively, if you were to give me a bunch of people who were performers, who have dance background, who have singing and all of that, that's a choreographer's dream come true to have Mm. a group of talented professional performers. Professional? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What can I do with them? What can I do with them? I can... the options are great as opposed to when you're given a group like a Violet Chachki with a Pearl and I mean like what am I going to do with you like what am I going to do with the people the people that just can't move or can't Violet could move Violet won a dance challenge with Katya so get off her back Hmm. stop mooching off her just because they gave her the win doesn't mean that she was deserving of the win Tom so it was it was dodgy it was yeah. dodgy during so situation but now. she won a dance challenge so yeah, cool so um, but she didn't really but she did her but she didn't really uh how about we get started let's I'd move into the sixth to. episode and and see if they can cheer us up because it's not up to us to be happy they need a, they need to evoke that emotion from me okay 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 i'm getting angry <laughs> come on girls come on let's, let's try it out to recap, we said bye to Anubis last week. We did. And like, you know, just to reflect on what we said last week, we wouldn't necessarily even have put Anubis in the bottom three, actually. Maybe bottom four, but not bottom three. It felt like we thought like strong, fun concepts, not the best execution. Yeah. We were a little surprised here in the bottom two, definitely. A note to all Brighton queens. Mm-hmm. Don't say you're from Brighton. No, just lie about it. In your application for season four, yeah. you are, what? You're from Hull. 
the Liverpool. Oh. Think of what's nearby. So I did know. Yeah, you're from Wales. You know, mm-hmm. actually find a place in the UK where a queen who's been on isn't from, and then say you're from there, because then they'll be like, okay, cool, there's a there's a new area that we USP. can explore. Okay, that, that's what you have to do. But yeah. you are not from Brighton. Okay, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Change your, it, Change all the locations of your photos on Instagram. Change all the locations to that new place that you're going to be from. I mean, that's what you're going to have to do. That's it. Do you think Rue could have, like, had a bad experience in Brighton? Do you think she was, like, I don't know, somebody passed a homophobic remark about her in Brighton or something? Who knows? Who Maybe knows? Joe Black wronged her and everybody who's vaguely associated with Joe Black is now just going to go home first. I mean, the, the message on the board was the curse of the Brighton Queens. The curse of Brighton lives on. I mean, it only happened once. It's a curse now. I think, though, that's very, like, on brand for, like, Anubis and Joe. I think that's very, like, a fun, campy concept to play with. Like, oh, you know, we're campy cabaret queens and, you know, Rue hates us kind of thing. I'm kooky. I'm weird. I'm strange. Yeah. That's me. We did have a strong sense that Veronica got off lightly last week. For a look-based challenge, it for such a talented and sweet lady, the looks weren't there and it was a look-based challenge. I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen to last week's podcast to hear how we feel about Veronica. But this is a new week. I yeah. mean, that second look, it was hideous. It was just, I mean, it was like the Joker, but his sister trying to be pretty, but she's just not. That actually sounds like a fantastic concept, Joker's sister being pretty, well, I, but she isn't. That kind of was a colour scheme they were going for. Do you know what? In closer inspection, Charity Case... Her makeup, her face was phenomenal. So she comes back in and I didn't realise she was wearing prosthetics. I thought it was makeup. She's very talented, Charity. I'll tell you what it was about Charity last week. Like, and I did mention it at the time. Like, she is, she, her looks were both fab. I'm just personally, Creepy Clown, I think, has been done. But I love that Rose look. I like that clown. I know. I know that, it's that, been done, but she did it correct. That's fine. That's fine. It's like when everyone tried to do Beyonce and then Trinity finally did it, right? And then it was like, yay. That, that for me was the same. It was like, everyone's done clowns. Sure, clowns have been done. But then she done come and done it correct. So well, the, the what I did not like, and I think she just felt a bit pressed in the moment, was um, the, the sense of entitlement she conveyed backstage when she was a bit like, to, she was saying to Scarlett, like, um, I think I should have been up there instead of you. It was just like, you could tell she was in there with her reputation and her skills and she was just really, really pressed that Scarlett had been appreciated ahead of her. Yeah. Oh, building on something that you did say last week, she has defended her right not to tuck and I agree with her. She said some of the most beautiful women she knows have penises, which is true. Okay. So don't you be telling us. No, I'm coming for her. (laughs) That's just what I like. (laughs) You're like, tuck that shit. (laughs) Tuck it. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of Pose lately. I look, I like what I like, Tom. I'm here, man. I'm here, man. <laughs> you love a girl who tucks. One thing I want to say, and I, 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 am I just being a bit of older queen now? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm in my late twenties, so yeah. I can say that I'm older <laughs> queen. Uh, you know, there's and everyone. It's every single time they talk about tops and bottoms. They're mm-hmm. like, you know, no, you know, I don't want to be a bottom queen, or maybe I do. The jokes, or, that, of... or they'd be like, "Oh, you know what? Like, oh, I'm gonna top. Wow, well, you know, that'll be a first. Ah. For once in my life." I was like, "Okay, yeah, for once." I was like, "You know what? It was funny in season three of Drag Race. It was funny 
in season four. The one it, time it started it was dying funny. down in, mm. in season five, season six. But now we've done 13 seasons and we've done maybe 30 plus seasons since then. Can you not find another way of finding humor out of being a top and bottom that is not just the obvious? Unless, it's like a joke. Yeah. The same damn joke every single time. And it's just like, but it's not funny anymore. Unless you're funnier than Willem saying throw bottoms, then yeah. don't bother. Yeah. And that was season five from four. America. Four. Season four. Which was how many? More than 10 years ago, was it? Nearly 10 years ago because season 14 is how we mean, I yeah. mean, children, please. There are other ways of being funny. There are mm-hmm. other and other ways of finding the funny and being at top or a bottom. Gosh, we like, slipped. We have slipped into bitterness again, haven't we? No, I'm like, been. I'm like, eh, I hate creepy clowns, and you're like, eh, I hate bomb jokes. No, but the thing is, it's, just, it's been done so many freaking. No, times. I do agree with you. And it's, it's just it's, like, it's, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's not funny. Okay, I'm happy. I'm happy to for encourage all of us to move on from that joke now. Uh, yeah, because a lecture did say she goes, I don't want to be a bottom again. Well, depending. Oh, come on. Okay. <laughs> here we go here we go here we Shouldn't go did not even raise a chuck call so Victoria has pulled a widow on do she done hurt herself on the first episode and the first lip sync right because she skidded along that stage yeah and so it's like oh poor Victoria and I was like oh I, I hope there's not a eureka situation where she has to leave but thankfully she comes back um, and you know she hobbles back and I really really hope she's okay I, I really like Victoria and I want her to be a presence in this competition I'm very curious about Victoria Scon, and I want to learn more about her okay. as a drag queen and how that kind yeah. of, and how her performance self, how that evolved into her drag character. Now, we had a message from one of our listeners, Tom, mm-hmm. and one of the questions was along the lines of, you know, as a female, when you see all the males removing their their female drag personas and their male presenting as a female as a biological female how do you express your identity that you already have out of drag was this from a woman yes okay a lovely a, woman a lovely woman listener. a lovely woman a yes. lovely gal i mean i am not a woman so i'm probably not the person to ask but my attitude towards it is i do see a contrast between victoria in and out of drag both in terms of persona and presentation. I think her persona out of drag, she seems like a thoughtful, um, calm, uh, lovely person. And in drag, she's larger than life. So there's this like translation of persona. It's basically the same things you'd see in a cisgender male in drag as well. I think in terms of her presentation as well, she pads and corsets with the best of them and creates this kind of like hyper-feminine silhouette. And I think... You know, women present themselves every different way. Women can present themselves in in a way that's considered traditionally masculine or tomboyish, whatever you want to call it. They can present themselves in a way that's, you know, not traditionally glamorous. But she expresses this hyper-feminine, very glamorous side of herself when she's in drag. Like, when you look at the journeys that the um, yeah, male drag queens have to go through... Um, a lot of them getting kicked out of their homes mm-hmm. because they were secretly wearing the heels of their mom. Um, a lot of the hardships that they get through for being feminine presenting. Um, do you think that Victoria Scon has, what's her journey like compared to the men who do drag when she's already got a ticket into the feminine world for being herself? 
I think we'd ask we'd have to ask her that question. I don't think we know enough about her life or her lifestyle. I believe she's a gay woman. It's like it's it's the difference between saying, um, "Hi, mom, I'm a girl, but I want to dress up in a skirt and perform." It's comparing that to a, a boy who has to come out as gay, maybe, and then also come out as. I also dress up as woman um, for as a drag queen, and I wear skirts and makeup, and mm. that's what I do. It's I look forward to hearing more about that experience from Victoria because I could only guess. Like I said, like I know that she's a gay woman, so I'm sure she like 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 any woman. I'm sure she has a story to tell um, about her experiences in the LGBT. I I suspect a lot more of her story is going to be to do with people. Yeah, maybe her family, maybe, let's say, theoretically are accepting of her. I think it's going to be about her struggle for acceptance within the drag community. That, that's where I think the judgment yeah, comes from. Yeah, I think that's probably where she experiences most alienation. Mm. Um, and also, I don't think people have to suffer. They don't have to suffer to be great artists or to have a story to tell, to suffer in that particular way. Yeah. You know, it I, is a theme that's common to a lot of queens. If I ever did want to interview someone, which a lot of the times I kind of do or I don't, I would love to interview Victoria Scon because there's so many curious questions that I have mm-hmm. that I would love to hear. And this is why it's so great. From either she's... Victoria or from a another AFAB queen. Like Hollow Eve. Like Hollow... Oh, I love Hollow Eve. Yeah. I loved her the second that she opened her mouth Halloween on is so regular. She is articulate. Yeah. She she just she is understanding of the world of drag. She is understanding of her role as a woman yeah. in drag and in the scene. She is just I I feel very eloquent and very intelligent and very respectful. Oh, absolutely. They they they're fantastic. Um and yet Victoria, I do sense is a, is a also a thoughtful and articulate person, mm. and I I really I think it's fantastic. She's got this platform, and she's got a tale to tell. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Like it's, Madonna. I, I mean, I'm, it's really good that we can have these conversations mm. about it without the fear of. I mean, a lot of the people. I'm I'm very grateful to the person who sent in that message mm-hmm. because I think it was supposed to be a conversation between myself and her, but I felt like this question is something that could have been brought to light and actually we discuss it on air because there is that fear of questioning someone's drag yeah. and questioning an AFAB person. Mm-hmm. And instead of replying privately, I was like, well, this is the discussion point that I want to have. Well, and I feel like other people are, are thinking about it. So... Let's we hope. don't have all the answers to it, but I mean, mm. we can have the conversations. And in that, it, just building on that, I, I hope Drag Race does their due diligence yeah. this time around because they don't always. Drag Race is a light entertainment show, so they sometimes shy away from the important conversations. Yeah. To, to like, case in point, and this is a little heavy, and I'm no, I'm no way, I'm no way drawing parallels between Victoria and this person, but. There was an important conversation to be had around Sherry Pie that was not had by the show. Absolutely. So Sherry Pie was obviously she committed terrible deeds, but was simultaneously a talented drag performer. And the conversation was not had around like they just deleted her. And it, the the conversation we had was like, well, do you know what, everybody? Sometimes really charming and talented people can do really bad things. And it was kind of like pretending it it that wasn't the case you know 
Anyway, but the, what the point I'm making is a drag race can sometimes shy away from some very important conversations and topics. Yeah. And I hope they don't in this case. Yeah. Let's move on to what happens the following day. Crystal Versace gets to do an assessment of all the queens. Mm. And it's quite similar to season one mm. where the Vivian had to yes. rank them best to I loved worst. that. It's like shade plus, plus, plus. But and do you remember how shady she was to Davina? And Davina was just not she having it. She was pressed it. like a panini. Davina was just like... And rightfully so. Davina's like, I'm the only one people will know from the show. Mm-hmm. People, I'm, I am the, I, she probably is one of the most popular drag queens. I can in sing the in UK. five languages through five octaves while doing the splits. Yeah, that's it. All that's I, all you need. Well, all I've seen for the past 10 years is red hair and a silver dress. Mm. I mean, iconic. <laughs> so she has to assign um, supermarket sweeps. To each, to each so queen. So just little cultural, queen. little cultural point for our international listeners. Supermarket Sweep is an iconic daytime TV show from the UK hosted by the late, great queer icon Dale Winton, who is very, very much missed. So it's kind of a take on that, isn't it? Yeah. So she has to assign the star by to, the, to someone in the cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gives it to Victoria Scone. Do we agree with this? Who would you have given yeah, it to? Yeah, I would have. Because when we were filming, when we were filming, when we were filming this today, um, we paused. And so I made a little note of who I was going to choose before I knew who Crystal chose. I went for Victoria. I, I agreed as well. I think that's obvious because they were in the top two last week. And she's very full package, yep. Victoria, if you ask yep, me. Yep, yep. Yeah. The next one was the bargain bin. Who had the trashiest taste? She gave it to River Midway. I think that was unjustified. Who would you have given it to? Like, I don't think River's taste is bad. I think her first outfit in particular was quite tasteful. It was it was a lovely colour, nice cut. She made it herself. Um, I would have given it to Veronica because I, I genuinely, I genuinely, and I'm going to come back to it time and time again. I think that second outfit she wore, the video game one, is one of the worst things I've seen on the Drag Race stage ever. She is worse lovely. Than she Alyssa, is talented. Her outfit was ugly. Worse than um, Alyssa's. Yeah, I mean, Santino. It, no, Santino, evil. can we just invite you back for five minutes so you can <laughs> cast a judgment yeah, over guess this? what? <laughs> like, Santino, I know, I know you've become a bit of a, a zany anti-vaxxer and we, we shouldn't be giving you a platform, but please come back for five minutes there just to some cast your eye over about this. the judges going cray-cray. We've got wow. Santino, we've got Lucian Piani. Is that very up? Like, Lucian, I genuinely worry about his mental health. He does seem like... That, that footage suggests he was either highly intoxicated or he's suffering from psychosis I, I or mania. I used to think he was, like, quite hot. He's an attractive guy, but he's... he's, he's but meant- now, when I see him now, I'm like, I, was like I, w- I wouldn't swipe right on you on Tinder. Well, I just really want him to get the help he needs, to be honest. I like, wouldn't even super he, like he, you. He's, 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 <laughs> he's in a bad What's place. What's that thing on Grindr where you can save them? Um, we can send them, like, a heart or something? I don't know. It's been a while, dear. So, oh my gosh. What is it? What is it called? It's probably like a super grind or something. It's like a... Yeah. <laughs> or just like a... Grrr. I'm saying you a super grind. <laughs> <Grrr>. <laughs> oh gosh, it's been a while. <laughs> I too would have given it to Veronica Green because Veronica Green had money. 
Yeah. Now, this is one thing that we have to say. Like, Rua Medway, okay, cool. She she produced that, but it, maybe her taste was there. Maybe it's the execution. Or she doesn't have the funds to really make what she, she can or whatever. But I just feel like Veronica had, has the money. She she has the contacts. She has the sisters who can help this her out. This is it. This is it. That's, I, that's I, what makes it a bit I, like more, really. I do appreciate in some ways that, you know, Veronica went from one season... Well, eliminated one season because of COVID into, you know, a COVID world and then probably went straight into this season. But when I think about like what Bimini and Ahura were able to achieve in the COVID break. Yes, there it is. Like, and Veronica, you know, you are out there now. You do have contacts. There, want- there are people who want to dress you and you're, you're gorgeous and you're talented. But you know what? Sister, sister came back with a brand new face. Brand new face. A, a brand whole new face. new face. Completely Teeth, different Teeth, nose, cheeks, hair. New nose, new cheek, new haircut, yeah. new this. And an at- a brand new attitude as well. That's, that's it. <laughs> that was in the space of a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. And you've had like almost a year off. Yeah. <laughs> like where's I don't Veronica my darling my darling I just cannot get over that second outfit okay the next one is who was the trade of the season and now I knew what they were going to say Crystal, here Crystal gave it to Ella Viday and that's what I said as well because I knew that that's the agenda that's being pushed but Tom regardless who and be very honest who in the cast would you say the traders? And don't try to be nice and be like, I'm not going to choose that person because everyone else is going to think. Like, no, be very be honest. honest you're on Grinder and you see all of their faces come up. Who are you? Who are you super liking? Whatever it is, super grinding. Who I mean, I, I probably would go for Ella, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. So that is your trade. I've, Ella of the day. Yeah. Okay. Give, give um, me a choice available. I chose either Scarlet Harlot or River Midway. Mm, liking a twink today, are we? They're all bloody twinks, Tom. <laughs> it's a cast of twinks. <laughs> Who's the bear? Who's the daddy? There ain't none. Ella's the one who comes closest. You could probably call Ella like a twunk, couldn't you? So, so like, they're all twinks. Like, don't try to say, oh, I'm going for twinks. Tom, who is not a twink here? Yeah, okay. Huh? Who is not a twink? Well, <laughs> well maybe Victoria. Well, yes, Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, okay. Anyway, let's yeah. move on. The next one is totally irrelevant. Who is out of date? Now, this was given to Veronica Green. Who would you have given this to? I did choose Veronica, but it makes it, it makes it sound like I hate her when I don't. Um, what what I thought about this, like... Tom, let's be honest. I think everyone was thinking Veronica Green. It's like, it's your second chance, and I want you to bring something fresh and exciting. And the thing is... When there is say who's totally irrelevant, you've already been here, mm. so you're the only one who we can say is irrelevant because mm-hmm. irrelevant is usually something that's been there, done that, and that is exactly who Veronica Green is. So it's not even a, a shade. It's like it was an easy pass. Mm-hmm. They they came up with that award just to rile up Veronica. To be mm-hmm. very clear, let's move on. <laughs> the, now the last one is who got the bog off which is the next eliminated. This was given to Electra Fence. That's the easy answer. That's what I wrote. Like, there, like the, there is, if you've been in the bottom two, your chances of going home the next episode are exponentially raised. I chose Electra Fence. Electra Fence looks so pressed. 
that she was given this award. Her face is riled. It is squinched up. Like, you know, squinched. When you, it is like, you, you know when you take food from a child? Yeah. Like you give them Regularly. something and you take it right back. That's, that's, that's Alexa's face. And I'm like, why are you angry? You were in the bottom two last <laughs> week. Why? Who do you think we're going to give it to? It's the easy answer. Yes. Yeah. Like, don't be mad. Like, that's... Of course it was going to be you. You knew it was going to be you. So, uh, now, I want to have a discussion about something because... Full of topics today, aren't we? No, what? It's, it's basically about this. The biggest competition was given to Victoria. So, Crystal's chose her as the biggest. Mm-hmm. When report confirms that you chose Victoria as the biggest competition, mm-hmm. uh, as, your, as, as your competition... And Crystal says the biggest competition implying fat. Oh, I didn't really pick up on that. That's kind um, of disappointing and, and body shamey. No, yeah, but she was very offended. What are your thoughts on that? I just think that's a cheap joke. It's not very funny. And it, it kind of passed over my head because it wasn't really a joke, to be honest. She took it very personally. So did the other car. So like, that's very rude. I'll tell you what I think. Mm. You're drag queens. Mm. Like that well, is that is not even like I wouldn't even pay that attention because it's not even like a good read. Well, if it was funny, then it it would have got a pass. But it wasn't funny. It's like a roast. You can be as offensive as you like if if you're funny. But it was it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. It was funny, and I'm just thinking. Why are you so offended? You it's... liked you liked it when Utica did whale noises. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the best moments ever. I just look, Tom. Like in all honesty, like there were things said in the backstage, whether it's with drag queens, whether it's with dancers, whether it's in like in music theatre, like the things that you joke about, and you just say behind in the backstage. Of course it's a read. Of course we're being funny. But these are drag queens. These are nightlife performers. Calling someone big isn't I, I, the biggest. I can see your point. I just think if it were a funnier joke, she'd have got a pass. That's all I think. I just don't... I don't know why. Because for me, that's just shade. Yeah, but shade isn't always funny. Reading is funny. Shade isn't always funny. You didn't think that was... No, I, I thought it was... I thought it was like puerile and unsophisticated. Hmm. I have an incredibly sophisticated Tom, sense of humor. Tom, you're fat. Are you offended? No, because I'm not fat. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to do. I just, I just wouldn't. In in this scenario, someone calling me the biggest competition, complimenting me, but it's a backhanded compliment. I I probably would have focused more on the compliment, but yeah, also, yeah, yeah, okay. So we can. But from also, there. I don't understand. I I wouldn't have been offended by an, another drag queen calling me who was a drag queen fat. I would probably find something else to say quite quickly right back because it's a tennis and okay. say, I can read you too, or I can read you even okay. more, okay. or I'm shadier than you, or I'm a, I'm a shady drag queen. Mm. But I don't think you sitting there going, oh my God, that's really, really rude. And I'm going to talk to you about it. I just don't think. So she could have volleyed back at me like, not as big as your head or something. Because she she's big headed, do you get it? She's got a small head. Well, actually, that's that's a point that's brought up, isn't it? Who was that said <laughs> she had a small head? I, I, look, I, I think I, it's just because the coat's really big and she's a small person. I don't understand it. Maybe um, I wouldn't. I, I don't understand. 
I don't. Okay, I don't, that's yeah. fine. That's yeah. fine. It's just, yeah. Do you, do you know what I mean, Tom? I know what you mean. She could have volleyed back, but also the original shade wasn't that funny. So I don't blame her for not volleying back either. Now, the Mexi challenge mm-hmm. with this week is that they have to do a... Well, they're becoming dance instructors for a brand new online fitness concept called okay. Dragaton. Dragaton. So they're going to be working in three groups and each with its own unique workout program. Group number one is Charitha May, Vanity Milan, and Electra Fent. Mm-hmm. Now, their theme is Ride or Die, so they're going to be getting the spin cycle. Okay. The next one we got is Crystal, Kitty, Veronica, and River Medway, and they're ball busters, so they're going to be using the exercise balls. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is Baby Sizes, and they're young mummies working out with their bundles of joy, <laughs> and it's going to be Victoria, Scarlet, Ella Dane, Charity Case. Now, I really appreciate that this week's challenge is a complete different yes different challenge than it was last week where it was all about the aesthetic it's all about the look it's all about what you brought with you now they mm. have to apply themselves in the moment in the challenge and let their personalities and drag personas shine through i can't quite picture what it's gonna be is it gonna be like the kind of exercise challenge from season three is it gonna be like the kind of cheerleading challenge where everybody got nearly killed in season 10 <laughs> no sorry season nine um or that kind of like Drag Olympics one where Scarlet fell over in season 11. It's going to be a good chance for those who have a performance background, who has a dancing background, to mm-hmm. really shine through. So it's probably less about sports, more about just perform, shine, move about a yeah, bit. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So it's not, why would it be about sports? It's fitness and it's, it's, a, it's just workout. Don't know, drag queens love something sports, that should have come out a long time ago, like maybe during COVID, <laughs> uh, would have helped a lot of viewers yes. uh, get into shape much quicker. Uh-huh. Anyway, we'll have a look at the rehearsals and see if there's any more in the workroom for us to discuss. I just had the shock of my life during the break. <laughs> I went to go top up our um beverages, Beverage. as you do, yeah, 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 before yeah. watching the next mm-hmm. part, and mm-hmm. um, there was a gigantic rat. <laughs> Laying dead. Peaceful. It was peaceful. On the floor by the back door. And being the masculine person I am, I screamed like a bitch (laughs) for Tom. (laughs) Because I couldn't move. You were frozen to the spot, dear. I was just disgusting. I can't. Um, one of one of the cats has left a little prize for us. And my interpretation of this is while it's sad that the life of a little rat has ended, I actually feel really touched that our cats are finally showing us love and leaving a little gift for us. We know it was Lily. She's the huntress. It was, it was, it was just, I didn't, I didn't need to see that. What fascinates me is... I don't need to see that. I don't need to see that. What fascinates me is that you were on the other side of the room, which implied to me that you'd walked past it before you noticed it and it was right in the middle of the floor. Yes, the poor little thing was cold. It's long dead. We couldn't do CPR. Here's the huntress right here. The huntress her is head now, over. Yeah. Peeking her head over. She's very proud. She's uh, very proud. Let's, let's move on. I think there were a bit of um, a few discussion points before we get into the there final. Were, yeah, it's interesting. To the see first thing is that I want to say that it was so nice to see who's the judge. Who was the choreographer? Uh, Otima Buse. It was nice to see a lady being lusted over. Wow. Instead of... Um, 
and man, like you know, every time the pit crew comes out or if it's a hot choreographer, they're mm-hmm. like, they're like, oh yeah, oh oh yeah, take me, oh I'm, I'm getting wet. It was so nice to see the attention actually being uh, on a beautiful being lady, to a beautiful but like lady. In, a, in a sweet and respectful way. Yes, you know, <laughs> yes. Men take notes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's how you flirt. Yeah. Not like oh, he just... floods my basement. <laughs> I mean, I mean, please. Yeah. The, re- um... the rehearsals were a mess, but let's compare that when we see the actual final one. Yeah, we which we like to do, that. isn't it? Yeah. There was an apology from Crystal to uh, Ver- Victoria, Victoria regarding the 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 fact. Of- one thing I appreciated a lot was how. The way that Victoria handled it, Victoria, in in a nutshell, Victoria said, yes, what you said probably wasn't the nicest thing to do. Mm-hmm. This is my history of, about mm-hmm. it. I'm okay, I'm comfortable, but one day you might say to the wrong person, but hey, girl, you know what? We're good. Let's move on. I loved, yeah. I loved that whole mature response. So but good. She said what she needed to say, mm-hmm. but she also closed it and said, hey, we're moving. I'm moving. I'm good about it. Let's move on. I yeah. really like the way that Victoria loved that, it. and then made a joke about it at the yes. end as well. Yes. So everything closed on a very sweet note. Um, and even earlier in the episode, you can see you can see Crystal regretted it quite early on. I think everybody pointed out to her that it wasn't well received. She actually spelled out that she has her own body insecurities and was probably projecting. Um, and. You know, Victoria was open to hearing about that as well. Further kind of like cementing that Victoria does seem like a really sweet and respectful person. Um, And it's great because it it generated a lot of conversation about other aspects of body positivity and criticism that people had faced, like Electra and her freckles, which might seem superficially like a bit of a minor thing. But to be honest, people people are mean about all sorts of things. And sometimes people... Uh, like with a with like red hair and a pale complexion and freckles and stuff, which is ridiculed for like no reason whatsoever, because freckles are adorable. And then it came on to Vanity talking about um, the darkness of her skin and how how she'd learnt to Im- how there's racism, not racism. How there's judgments even within yes the black community, and it's not just the black community; it's the Polynesian community, it's the Indian community. How lighter skin is even in the Asian community. Is it the same in the Polynesian community? Yeah, is it? It's it's, it's not as it's not said as much, but there are derogatory things that they say when you're darker. Mm-hmm. Um, meuli being one of them. What does meuli mean? And. Like my parents, I'm so glad they listen to the podcast because my Samoan has just not, <laughs> ever since it came to the UK, it's the best. But it's something that you'd call someone who's darker. And um, and I was, I, I never received it, but I remember when I had darker cousins, I'd, mm. I'd hear it said to them. And it's, it's and yeah, so I, it's, it's, it's nearly every community with a lighter, the lighter skin seems to be favoured more and darker skin even in a community where you are, you know, predominantly or dark, mm. even if even in there, it's it's still heard, it's still felt, it's still said, it's still looked down upon. Yeah. So, so she shed a bit of light on that, didn't she? It's really interesting to hear how it, it, it it's not just in the black community; it's in other people of color as well. I didn't yeah. I didn't realize it to that extent, to be honest. I mean, and there was there's that term light skin, mm. light skin. Uh, how a lot of light skin people get. Uh, more favors especially in 
in the in Hollywood in the acting world, light skin actors get more roles. Is that, oh, is especially, that, I mean, Bollywood is all light skinned. Is that? I guess, like, make, if I'm thinking of Hollywood, I'm thinking about kind of um, the prejudices that exist in a white dominated industry that would maybe govern that somebody lighter skin is like more marketable or something like that. Is it absolutely, that kind of shy? Absolutely. Yeah. It's ridiculous. How awful. A lot of good topics being brought up. But I love that phrase from, from Vanity, uh, the, the dark of the berry, the sweet of the juice. And yeah. she feels empowered by that. I think that's wonderful. Well, you know, hairspray. <laughs> How is that hairspray? The berry, the sweet of the juice. Wow. You're educating so, me plus, plus, darling, plus today. I saved you from a dead rat and now you're educating me in return. So these are these are kind of things that we touched up upon. Touched um, up upon. <laughs> a, a nice warm cast from what I'm seeing. They seem to be getting on well. They seem to be getting on. Yeah. Like that could have been a moment. That could have been a moment. The whole, you call me fit. Do you know, I didn't understand Veronica's leotard though. I'm going to say that. <laughs> it's her right to wear it. But Ooh, Veronica, I, I hope she... You know what? Veronica likes likes some of our posts and comments and things. Veronica's so it's an incredibly like, sweet person. What I'm going to say is the look wasn't cohesive. That's what I'm going to say. We're not saying that she's not beautiful. She just wasn't beautiful tonight. It's, it's more like it was just like from the neck up, she's, you know, a lab assistant. And from the neck down, she's a go-go dancer. Like, mm, the contrast. I mean... No? You do you, sis. Yeah, who am I to police what she wears? Exactly. But by the same token, I'm here to police what she wears. Yeah. Not to judge, but, <laughs> but I'm judging. to judge. Um, no, great topics. I think we should actually get into the main part and your favourite part, the runway. <gasps> okay, let's get straight into it. It's Dragaton, okay? Dragaton. Overall, <laughs> when I look at the um, exercise workouts, it was a um, it was a lot. It was a hot mess. It was, yeah, yeah. To quote Lucille Bluth, it was a hot mess. I I mean, first of all, it's just that one by one from the beginning, the opening sequence, they do the introductions. Okay, cool. They do a warm up. One thing about that I realized in the warm up is it, it looked like to me what was organized was a group choreography routine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. However, they spent most of it on close up shots yep. of individual characters. Almost as to hide the fact that no one had it down sussed. And the, the, the energy for the rest of the challenge was set, if you ask me. It was, yeah. It, the, the, it was... I feel like the girls were chucked some sort of very difficult task here because I don't believe the girls are this poor i feel like it's like they were given a very not enough rehearsal time or there was something about the task that was very confusing because overall the energy was very confusing i think it's just something that never been done before so when we, when they're going into it they don't know what they're supposed to be performing and it, then in the moment they're like oh this is what's happening and it's but the girls have done like choreo challenges before they're supposed to be funny and it just had to have a bit of an exercise theme like Easy for me to say, I'm not doing it and I'm not a dancer and I couldn't do it better than any of these girls. But the overall product was just so strange. It was yeah. strange. It really was. And I don't blame the girls for this at all. Let's let's go with Ride or Dies. Now, that's Charitha May, 
Vanity Milan and Electra Fans, and they had the spinning. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, we have just seen side to side from Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. So there's two things there that I I felt could have gone right is they it, it it just wasn't okay. First of all, these three were not together. Okay, okay. On their own, I think they were fabulous. I think Charitha May, her personality shines the I was most. Say. But when you when you put her in a wide shot and you see everyone else, you mm-hmm. can see her shortfalls. But if you focus on her as a singular performer, one singular performer, <laughs> she's actually um, very lovely to watch. She's entertaining. Yes, she is. But when you look at the choreography side of it, it's it's just not there. No, she was yeah. either above. She was either before the beat or after it, or she didn't know what to do. Actually, at times she didn't know how to do the extra choreography. There was one point on the floor routine. Yes. they had to do a, a, a fan, a fan on the yeah. floor, and I think she didn't even attempt it. Well, also the other two girls did a split, and she couldn't do it. Yeah, why put? Look, first of all, I want to go back to. The choreographer, because that's what I can yes. critique. Why would you put in a, cor- a routine that you know that they cannot do? She's not going to learn how to do a split overnight. Exactly. A split's, a split's not something that you'd be like, okay, just work on it tonight and you'll have it tomorrow. The yeah. split's is, is, it's a long time of stretching, warming up. It, it's, a, it's a process. I too- so you sh- the choreographer should have mm. taken that right out. Absolutely. If, you can't, if they can't do a fan, change it. What can you? There's so many other things you can do on the floor to transition your seats, your legs from one side to the other. I too so want I felt- to compliment her energy, and I don't want her to put. So I don't want to put in like, oh, the Zany Latin Queen box, but like she gave me like Alexis Mateo kind of vibes, you know, in the sense that Alexis in the she won the similar sort of exit. Well similar-ish exercise challenge in season three for giving lots of like fun Spanish flavor. And this is exactly what she did. And I do want to compliment her on that. And then when I look at the other, the other two, um, I, th- I think they were good. I think out of all of them, the one who was more on point with the choreography was Milan. Okay. I okay. think Vanity was definitely the one who was probably a bit more on. With the choreo, okay. You had the choreo shortly followed by um, Electra. Uh, every time there was a wide shot of all three of them, it was just, for me, was... They could have done with a bit more rehearsal time. They could have been done... They could have had better choreography that they all could have done and executed. Because if you can't... or If you already know there's a choreography happening that mm. you can't do... Th- that you can't complete. When I say you can't complete, if you know you're going to do a dance, but I can't do a fan kick on the ground and I can't do a split, in your mind you've already failed. Yeah. So you're, you're attempting a, chore- a choreography that you've already failed and it's, it's not going to... You have no confidence in yourself Absolutely. or the routine. So you're going into it have already lost. So I felt like as a, the choreographer should have changed that. Mm-hmm. And, me, and it's so easy to change something like that. As well, totally. so that's a big fail on her half. What? Um, yeah, but I agree with you that like I felt like Man- Vanity and Electra's moves were like more competent than the other groups. Um, you did say you hated Vanity's wig, though. I mean, that wig was homophobic. Yeah, she shouldn't have put that on her head. It was like you know, sideshow Bob on The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. It was that. It was that. <laughs> and if that's what she was going for, then. 
success. Then hooray for you. <laughs> yeah. Now next up we've got the ball busters, and that's Crystal, Kitty Scott Claus, Veronica, and River Medway. So for me, the the difficult vibe with this was like understanding what they were saying half the time because they're going for this like shouty thrash metal vibe. Um I wanna I wanna go with some positives. The the one who stood out for me in terms of like making me laugh and having good characterization. Uh, say we'll see if we agree. Okay. Oh, three, two, one, say the name. Three, two, one, Kitty, Kitty Scott, Scott Claus. Claus. Yeah. Okay, cool. She was like Kerry Katona, um, and I loved it. And she she said some funny things, she had some good lines, her character was good. Um, she was probably the easiest to understand out of the four of them. Even at, even at times I didn't know what the hell she was saying and if i can't understand our american our non-uk listeners are also going to struggle guys we don't all talk like that okay (laughs) please (laughs) but i do agree kitty's got claws was so she gave fun and character and again like because we're complimenting charitha on that like it is kind of like something that does help you stand out actually in these challenges just having fun competent comedy characterization going i want to give um props to the girls Mm-hmm. For taking on this masculine nature, okay. Given that a lot of them are feminine, they are mm-hmm. naturally feminine, and their drag characters are quite feminine, especially Crystal. Mm-hmm. Um, for her to really try butch it up with a oh, we're going to like, I I can only imagine yeah. how awkward it must have felt for them to try be something that they are not. <laughs> Crystal was really trying. I could, I could see, see Crystal, Crystal was working trying. hard. Yes, absolutely, Crystal really worked hard. I do want to say, um, I was, I liked Veronica. Veronica, Veronica was also good, good with job. the characterization. She did a very good job. She got, um, I think she was on point with the choreography. The choreography. She was on point with her lines. I think she and missed she a line or something. I don't think so. I think she um, said her lines with conviction. I thought she did a great no, job. No, there was a bit where um, the camera panned to her and she pointed, but no noise was coming out. Okay. So I, I, I just, something happened that whether it was a technical glitch, maybe her microphone cut out or something, I felt like something was supposed to be there that wasn't there. Is it a taste and, um, <laughs> who was it? Rupaul's Rupa, 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 Rat taste Race. Um, Ellie Diamond. Ellie Diamond. Rupaul's Rat Rupa, 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 <laughs> Was it one of those? Yeah. Tom, why do you hate Veronica? I don't hate Veronica. I just what complimented did she do to her. You? I just complimented her. I'm holding a doll. Points I think she's one of the girls with. Stu- I think I would say she had like the b- second best characterization in this group. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about like the choreo in this? Again, like very few wide shots. They were hiding something. I actually thought the choreo here was quite easy. It was rolling around on a ball. It was like up, down, to the <laughs> side, up, down, left, right, left. Look to the left side of the ball. Look to the right side of mm. the ball. Now lay on the ball. Turn around on the ball and kick and kick. <laughs> I thought that. Um, I thought it was okay, actually. I didn't. I didn't really focus to. I didn't. My eyes weren't distracted too much. We've not really mentioned River Medway. I mean, she was there. She was there. Yeah, she was there. She was I saw there. her. I again. I felt like she was like like Crystal. She was working hard against type. Yeah. Kind of thing, and I yeah. want to compliment yeah, her on that. Absolutely. Yeah. I uh, I do think that she didn't. I do think I've had to choose someone at the bottom. It would be River. Midway and Crystal so far. Okay, yeah, I can get on board with that. Yeah. Now with the baby sizes. Can I just say something really positive about this one? I love the music in this one. 
It was just like proper read. like mid eighties. My favorite like, thing about the performance was the music because I, I they had nothing to do with it. I, I want I want <laughs> that little like mid eighties like synth descending melody just like in my ears constantly and when I'm going about my daily tasks. The last one is baby sizes. Remember the young mummies working out with their bundles of joy. Mm-hmm. Now that's Victoria, Scarlett, Ella, and Charity Case. Now let's first of all say that um, Victoria had to perform sitting down because of her knee injury, yes. which is great. Um, the only thing is that it was actually really distracting. The it kind of was. Distracting yeah. thing about it is, I, I want to say this as well. Unfortunately for her, there was a lot of footwork. It couldn't. It couldn't this, be helped. In this choreography, mm. there was a lot of footwork. So there's times where she was just standing there holding the baby, where other people were trying to dance. And yeah. let's just talk about the dance. Not no one was on rhythm. It was quite remarkable. Every, it was. It was very off. The camera cut really specifically to charity, and we saw Rue glare at charity. Charity was um, like dancing in her own world. She was. She had the 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 best characterization in this group, and I did enjoy her nod to Scouse. She had a Scouse accent. Did she? She did have a Scouse accent. Yeah, believe it or not. Um, so that was fun. Well, you know, after hearing her American accent, Tom, it's really hard to say. Well, she says she's amazing at accents. <laughs> so I Scarlett was off a lot. It wasn't focused on, but the quick shots that I did see, I was like, "You're off, Scarlett." So, so what Scarlet, we're saying really is that Ella was just about kind of like in time with Victoria, who wasn't moving. <laughs> That's what we're saying. What I'm saying is that Ella must have been dancing there going, no matter what happens, I am safe. I don't, yeah. One's down, Ella's one's that a girl, behind, though. and one's just a beat ahead, and I'm here. Ella's that girl, though, isn't she? She's like Jan, in a way. She's like, I'm on, I'm working. Can I just say that even though um, Ella, mm-hmm. you know, she's... a. a she didn't steal the spotlight as mm. much as I thought that she would, given her um, her CV. But then again, it's hard. To, it's it's hard to work with this choreography, well, and it's hard mm. to work on the stage with these other queens. And like, I don't, I don't, I, don't know. I would love to know what's going on in their head. I would love to sit down with Ella and say, what was going on in your head when in your peripherals you could see that someone was a beat behind. Yeah. You could see that someone was just standing and you could see someone was just sitting. Like, were you just like, what's the point? <laughs> I want to see footage of the girls watching this back, to be honest. Like, I will say, like, I thought Ella had some quite solid characterization at times, as did Victoria. I almost feel like Victoria just needs to be discounted and taken out of the equation because she couldn't fully do what was asked of her this week because of her injury. So it's kind of like not fair. When I'm, preferred to be judged in a way. When I used to work uh, and uh, I, I managed the team of librarians mm. and someone called in sick and they said they're calling in sick. And I'm like, why? Oh, they, they'd injured themselves from a... Uh, a it was, it, was, it was something that they do in the extracurricular. Okay. So karate, let's so, say. For example, let's say it was, let's say, yes, let's say it was karate. Yes. Yeah, they're in the karate. Yes. So they're calling the it sick. Career, yeah. Now, I, I see it. Okay. That's not sick leave. That's annual leave because you're not sick. You, you injured yourself. You did this to yourself by putting yourself in that school. Wow, you're a tyrant. No, but... I think I, I was like, that's not sick leave, that's annual leave. Do you want to take annual leave because you're not sick? Like, if if you got sick, like, if you got the flu, I mean, you can't help it. Other, you know, like, 
you got it from wow, someone I'm glad and, I didn't have to work and you had to stay home. But if you went out sick. and did something that you signed up for and got injured in the, in the physical thing, I was like, that's not that's not sick leave. That's annual leave. But so she I injured herself. How does she did it to sorry. herself? She, she but did in the course in the course of doing what Rue asked of her. She no, did no, it in no, the course no. of so say, the, the equivalent say, here. Run your ass no, no. down there and slide. The, she no, slid on her no, own. No, the equivalent here is somebody working in your library and a book falling on their head, and then they take sick leave. Wow! To all to all the librarians out there, um, all bookshop owners, people working in the book halls, God, God knows. I want to apologise on the ignorance displayed here. Just because you're a doctor, Tom, or like, doesn't mean that you can look down on everyone else. I'm not looking down on anyone. Okay. It's, it's the equivalent of like climbing up to put up the little ladder to put a book on the top shelf and then falling off, and then taking well, sick leave. Tom, no one asked you to break her leg. She did. She was trying to impress Rue. It was in the course of Drag Race. But do what you can do. What about this? Do you not I'm not going to risk. I'm going to, you know what? I've never done a head spin. I've never, I've never done a, a head slide. I'm going to give it a go. Do you know like, what? No one told you to do that. Do you know, this is our fieriest season yet. <laughs> this <laughs> really is. What, what I'm saying is that you did this to yourself. So we're not going to agree on this. I believe this is a, a this is a workplace related injury. Okay. Okay, work. In fact, she could I'm the sue... villain. I'm the villain this, this season. She could sue RuPaul. This is like when RuPaul slapped Asia O'Hara. Like, like Victoria could sue RuPaul and own Drag Race. Could be Victoria's Drag Race next season. Victoria's Drag Race. Victoria's Drag Race. It was... It, it, just, it wasn't nice, the whole composition of the choreography. No. At all. And uh, it was affected by someone seating down because in my mind then they all should have been seated this could have been saved if they all were sitting then they could have done sitting choreography my, could have, this could yeah. have been fixed give, give me give me a couple of names that in this whole thing could be top and who could be bottom the tops uh, Kitty Scott Claus mm-hmm. um, I would say Veronica okay and Charitha I, I can get on board with that. Who's like bottoms? The bottom is River Midway, River Midway Crystal, mm-hmm. and Charity Case. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right. Yeah. Let's have a quick look at the runway and then we'll see what happens. The category is Red Carpet Showstoppers. Talk to me about. Well, first of all, I want to say that all of these queens are so lovely. They've all got their own color, and it's like a beautiful rainbow flag. We've got when the lineup them on the stage, and it makes me think that they might have been given the brief to be different colors because they're literally nearly all different colors, and it's stunning. It's gorgeous. It's very gorgeous. It's lovely to see them all lined up like this. What a beautiful rainbow! No. Hey, and we're all about the rainbow here at Spill the GNC Podcast. Truth the May. Charitha, she looks like a cross between Liz Taylor and Rossi De Palma. I really, really enjoy what she's doing here in this sort of polka dot, asymmetric, light blue wrap gown. Um, I, I, I just think she looks stunning. Really, really love this. And the hair sculpture and everything. Is Char- a- Charitha is a like, uh, like quirky, gorgeous runway girl this yeah, season. Yeah, very traditional drag big campy but yet with her own twist and like a, a unique point of view and uh, always a so far always a nod to her her roots mm. yep okay i agree i really like this look uh next up we've got electra fence this wasn't my super favorite um she's in this kind of like sequin hoodie gown 
So the beginning of the one, she had the hood up. I was like, oh, you know, a little bit of an Elia reference. But then, like, she took it down and it basically looked like just a hoodie that was a sequin dress. And the, the fit was a bit off and stuff. I just wish, I just wish it was better. That's all. Okay. That's constructive. Her hair and makeup was pretty. I like the. Pink, I was going like, to say. I like the pink bouffant. I really do love the wig and the makeup. I think it's quite regal. I wonder if she borrowed this dress because it didn't fit her. I like the look from behind when she opened it up. I don't think it looked gorgeous as a silhouette. Is it a little bit of a like like um, fancy Adidas crossover thing to have like a hoodie dress? I don't know. Uh-huh. Maybe that's the reference. I don't know. The, the, I think she borrowed it. The fit was off. I think Vanity Milan looks bloody stunning. Vanity looks stunning. I love the Beyonce reference. This is Beyonce wearing Givenchy at the Met Gala. Yeah. Remember that beautiful kind of like nude purple floral affair? Thank you, Vanity. This is stunning. She's, I mean, she walked out and I was like, yum. Yeah, she looks delicious. Just, just delicious. Just yum. Yeah. I love it. Uh, who do we have there that's Kitty's? Kitty Scott clothes. So I love the reference here. It has been done before several times on Drag Race. However, you know, uh, she's referencing the original Marilyn Monroe and Gentleman Prefer Blondes. Uh, the Diamonds Are a Girl Best Friend sequence. Um, we've seen it on the Drag Race stage before, but that was actually more of a reference to Madonna, who was referencing Marilyn. Um, Kitty herself is pretty. Love the hair and makeup. Again, fit just a little bit off or something. Mm. Or like the a strap, a strapless dress is really hard to wear sometimes. And it felt like it was maybe falling a little bit. It I'm being a, a bit, bitch today. I really a bit am. Pudgy. You're not, Tom. I am. I am. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm projecting. No, um, love the hair and makeup. Love the reference. Overall, great, but fit a little bit off or something. Yeah, especially around the bosom area. Yeah. Um, the best look for me is Crystal's. Oh, Crystal, keep killing that runway, please. She is just... If, like, it, her look every week so far could be... I could see on a, a cover of a magazine. She is the queen hoe of Emerald, Emerald City. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. She owns green. She owns green. She owns green. Um, if you want to wear green, you're going to have to ask her in future. I mean, that this look is just Miche- stunning. Michelle's going to change her mind about green permanently. She already has. Yeah. Yeah, but this look for me is the winner of it. Next up, we've got Scarlet Harlot. No, River Medway. Sorry, River Medway. This, I I like the, the glamour here. You know, I like the kind of, she basically had like this embellished sort of crystallized corset with the the silk overlay with the train and the overskirt and it was asymmetrical. I thought this was pretty. This is nice. She gave me Anna Nicole Smith vibes with the hair and makeup. Like yes, the defo. as in like drunk. <laughs> just woke up. <laughs> is that what you meant? Don't you desecrate the memory of Anna Nicole in that way. Um, no, like the, the updo. Updo. And I, something about the very 90s kind of makeup. Yeah, I, I definitely got that. And I don't think that this look is as... Um, polished as the other queens it was more glamorous than i expected from her i i thought that it was it looked homemade she won me over with the helmet surprise me Mm. like you know because what was was the last dress you made (laughs) i made a pin cushion yeah and um intermediate thank you when was it delightful um it was a pin cushion (laughs) yeah okay well the day you see me could have gone straight to that pin cushion (laughs) if i had it here protect me no I, i just I love River. 
I you love Revis. This look isn't general. red carpet at all for me. So next up, we've got Veronica Green, who um, I want to say I really like this dress. Well, do you know who dresses exactly like uh, Jay Dresden's Hall in the um, tour runway in her Abs- first episode? Absolutely. Very Jean-Baptiste Valley silhouette, that kind of like um, lots and lots of tool in a kind of asymmetric hemline. And, and with this kind of like bustier, very, very pretty. This is a great look for Veronica, actually. So thank you for redeeming yourself from the last episode, Veronica. Very brave for um, someone of her complexion to wear yellow. Yeah, yellow is a really bold color um, for a very fair-skinned person, yeah. I would say. Um, I mean, on a, on a black person or a dark-skinned person, yellow is the business. That's, that's why it works so well on Jada. Um, I, I also, I do actually really like this hair on her, this kind of like... 80s perm do hmm okay i like it i'm not sure it goes with the dress because it's not a very 80s dress if you ask me yeah i think i think a, a, an updo would have gone very well with this dress shoes. is very modern day you know really this like is the kind the of thing that kendall jenner was promoting with that kind of like uh, h&m crossover I think we have charity is it charity this is charity case and she just looks like money Charity is giving us 20s flapper, Great Gatsby, um, very Sharon Needles-esque makeup this week. So a lot of Sharon in this. She's given me kind of like Gloria Swanson um, embodying her spirit animal, which happens to be a koi cap. But I really like this look. She looks very, very pretty and very expensive. I like the reference to another era. She stands out on the stage. Yeah. I love the orange. Again, a very, very bold color for a very fair-skinned person to wear. I would have I would have appreciated the cover-up of the tattoos to get me into the illusion of that time, um, of that mm. era. Mm. Um, well, she covered her face tattoos. Okay. I, I would have liked to be completely sold into the illusion of that flapper era. Uh, but that's just me, Tom. Mm. Apparently I'm bitter. Yeah, what do you want? Me, okay. uh, you know, it's just kind of what I do. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Ella of a Day. Ella of a Day in this lovely powder pink confection, giving us Rita Hayworth vibes with the red hair, the red wave. Now, this reminds me of Ca- Carmen Ferrara in Espana's finale look which um, also reminded me of an Atelier Versace dress that was worn by Regina King at the Oscars. There's this kind of like, it's basically like a pink column dress with an overskirt. Um, I think this is really pretty and sophisticated. I think she looks great. It's, it looks very, um, it ages her a lot. Don't you think this dress in the style and the way that she's done this? Yeah, I'd have done something different with the neckline, probably. There's something about this that's aged, though. And she's quite it's quite a, a lovely, young and youthful queen. I, I can't really put my finger on it, but it's um, she's giving me mom. <laughs> Mother of the bride. Well, she's giving me, like, you know... I, I believe that she does the um, the mumsy exercise, because that, that was a group she was in, and I she feel was. like she's still in that zone. <laughs> Uh, but it's a very safe look Come for on, me. snap out of it, Now, Scarlet Harlot here. Uh, There's something, again, like... Uh, she's in this kind of quite crimson, sequined, off-the-shoulder gown with the slit. I don't know if it's just like the way she presented it or something, or again, if it's the fit and she's borrowed it. There's just like something a little bit awkward about this. Um, 
it's not my favourite for some reason on the runway, and I can't quite place my finger on why. Um, first of all, I want to say that all of these queens are stunning. Mm-hmm. Thank I, you for I, that disclaimer. I do want to say that I think Scarlett looks stunning. Uh, it, it just looks like a um, the a lovely fabric, just not constructed red carpet. Again, she probably could have worn something younger. She's a young and beautiful queen. Um, uh, we we see that she likes to be a bit regal, isn't it? Like she did a regal look last week, very you know elevated. Mm. And now we've got this look here. Yeah, I mean, fashion's never been my go-to, my thing. But you have eyes. But uh, but my eyes You've tell me that it could be a bit more elevated. Lastly, we got Victoria Scone. So this disappointed me a little after the three stunning runway presentations. Well, you know, entrance look and two runway presentations we've seen from her so far. Um, she has great taste and she wears amazing clothes. And... Again, this is just like a little... It's probably more to do with the fact that it's supposed to be worn with heels. And she she's hurt her leg and she's in trainers. Um, and again, it's just like a little bit kind of like matronly or something. Or the fit's a bit funny. Um, I like the colour. I like the embellishment. I love her white blonde hair with the waves. I love her makeup. I think maybe it's literally just that she's not wearing it with heels. So it ends up looking a bit schlumpy. The fit there the fit for me looks schlumpy around the boosty around the bosom area. Mm. It's yeah, something's happening there that's really Because the way she pads and cinches using the silhouette. The way she pads and cinches is beautiful and she has a perfect hourglass to flatter. Um but this dress doesn't seem to do that justice. There's something about the way that her face is painted so white, but then her arms are presenting and the arms are like a, a different color that it's there's that it kind of for me there's a mismatch there can you see what i'm talking about yeah i can i can a bit yeah okay. yeah that's all that's all that's all you really arm around a we've seen the looks we've seen the presentation for the jazzercise whatever that was who are your winners and your bottoms? I'll go first. Mm-hmm. The winner this week should go to the best on the runway is Crystal. I don't know if that's, it should be enough to save it from the bottom. The winner for me would be Kitty Scott Claus based on the performance. We always place more importance on yeah. the performance. And her runway look is pretty. And we had minor criticisms because we're those people. I would put... Vanity's runway look is really, really gorgeous and she did very well in the challenge. Maybe Vanity Hive's safe. I think Electra's runway look I think Charitha should be placed high. Yeah, I do Veronica should be placed high. Placed high. I think the bottom should be... The bottoms this week for me are... I'm going to have to do the performance. It's going to be River Midway... I would say Victoria and possibly... I just forgot Scarlett was there to this week. I think we barely even commented on her. That's my bottoms. The bottoms are Crystal, River, Victoria, Scarlett, Charity. Yeah, I just I just think Victoria will end up exempt because of her injury. I feel the workplace like, related injury. I feel injury. like who should be saved from that bottom list because of the runway? Charity and Crystal. 
So I feel like the bottom should be River Midway. Charity's Runway is really, really good. I just, I'm not sure. She was really off in the challenge. And maybe Scarlet or Victoria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just me. Should we have a quick look then? Very confusing challenge. Can we please just see what happens? No, I'm all, I'm all the way confused about this judging very confusing episode starts to finish first of all the winner this week was crystal who i don't i absolutely don't think she should have been safe at best yeah that was a weird mean, choice her, her performance wasn't winner at all it was her presentation. to watch and mm. if anything, well, yeah, if anything, she should have been safe. Her own presentation was gorgeous, but this isn't Drag Race Holland. <laughs> I, um, yeah, there, there's something going on here with the producers giving her this win because it wasn't, it was, it wasn't. I'd have to double check, but I don't think anybody has ever won the first two challenges in a row. Hmm. I'd have to double check, but if it's not, if it's never, it's either very rare or it's never happened before. Okay. So yeah, I um congratulations anyway, but I I don't see how that was your win. This of the week. top three girls, I would have given it to Kitty. Absolutely same here. Um, so Kitty, the the tops are as Kitty, Veronica, and our winner Crystal. Now the bottoms. It's this even week, like a bit strange with the producer's clear agenda with Veronica. It would have been a good opportunity to give Veronica a win, actually. Hmm. So I am I'm confused on several levels. I'm also confused that they put Vanity Milan on the bottom. Very strange. That um, uh, they focused on her look and not her performance for the maxi challenge, which is just like, I mean, we all hated that wig, but she still performed well. But that was that was important. They they placed the emphasis on her her wig and her look instead of her mm. performance, which I just felt like where the lot counts is the runway and she actually looked gorgeous on the runway. I just, I just, I feel very bad for Vanity because she did not deserve to be in the bottom, especially not the bottom two. The bottom two this week is Electra Fence and, um, Milan, Milan. and the other bottom who was saved was Charity. Yeah. I, mm, yeah. So Charity was more worthy of being in the bottom two than yeah, either of those girls. Milan. So I don't, I don't get it, but this is what they've done. There and are also some safe obviously girls. Obviously there's a story that they've got in their minds on how they want things to turn out because this was a lot of rigor morris. I, I want, right. I really, really want this to be the last episode I see of rigor morris because what we've learned recently is that all star six was relatively organic and was widely praised. Everybody loved it. Um, can we just obvious. please take a cue from that, guys? The lip sync song that they get is "In People Moving On." Up. I love "In People." By the way, this? I thought it was, um, I thought it was, it was good. Like Electra Fence has got the moves. She's got some crazy moves. She's got the moves. She's got the stunts. And do you know what would make it her performance that much better if she learns how to lip sync? <laughs> Yeah. Because she's doing stun after stun after stun. But like when you see so many stunts, then it's just it loses its effect. I agree, I agree. She like, she was covering that stage though with just craziness that I've never seen in a lip sync before. She was beep she was break dancing, she was flipping, she was splitting, hopping up and down, jumping off stages, and I love all of that. I you're do not allowed to do that. Anymore, I just though. want I'm like find moments in there. 
where you lip sync and feel the music as Which well Vanity as... Which Vanity did do, actually. See, Vanity's opposite. Vanity was the more the artist and the singer and the lip syncer. Both mm-hmm. of them did a very good job. In terms of, like, wow factor, the winners, Electra Fence. In terms Vanity of, did- like, if I'm watching the lip sync performance, the winner is Vanity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Vanity gave me more Heather Smalls. She gave me more embodiment of the song. You know, I, I saw her conveying the meaning behind it. I I can't tell who's going to win this one. It's just going to depend on what the judges want to do. I think, in all honesty, I think that the winner is cha- is um, a lecture. I think the winner should be Electra. It is her second time in the bottom, so they might judge her a bit more harshly. All those stunts fits the song and the beats. I do wish there was a bit more lip syncing, but Milan is such a great lip syncer. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go for Vanity because I feel she conveyed the essence of the song. Uh, I, I heard my sister had that song on repeat when I was when I was little. So, like, I, I am very familiar with that song. Yeah. And I just felt like she conveyed the essence of it better. Let's see. The winner of their lip sync was... It was Vanity Milan. Yeah. Um, and I do think, again, it's, it, you know, my expert opinion that is so often discounted. Um, she embodied the song so well. Um, well, I think she shouldn't have been in the bottom anyway. She should not. She should have been nowhere near it. So I think that's one of the good lip sync. Anyway, congratulations. Now there's a little twist. Well, uh, we're going to find out if v- Victoria can continue into the competition because of her knee injury. Mm-hmm. And so that's it to find. We need to find out what happens next week. There is tension. Yeah. There is tension in the air. She's not been Eureka'd. She's not been semi Eureka'd. Yes. Semi Semi-Eureka. She's been semi-Eureka. We're going to see what happens next week. The preview gives nothing away. Yeah. We so, don't see any clips of Victoria in the workroom. That's us for the week. Thank you very much for joining us and splitting the GNT podcast, looking at Drag Race UK Season 3, second episode. I think we did it. I think we're much more positive this time. <laughs> Let's give ourselves a pat on the back. Yeah. Frankly. I think that we were on a roll. Anyway, make sure to follow <laughs> us on all of our social media and make sure to write us a review if you haven't yet. But that's it for now. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys next time. Lots of love, guys. See you soon.